We all wanna be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Positively Real podcast. I'm your coach and host, Brittany King, and I have the most special guest in the house with me today. She's the youngest to ever be on the show, and it's really ironic to have a podcast guest that can't actually speak yet. Well, that's not true because she does speak. She has her own language. She babbles and coos and woos and giggles, and that is talking. But she's definitely the youngest podcast guest I've ever had on the show. She's very interested in the microphone and the wires, so let's hope that she doesn't unplug anything. So (laughs) my sweet little baby girl, Ellie Joy, is currently joining me on the show today. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. What do you have to say? You gonna say welcome to the show? Oh yeah! Oh, she now she's bouncing up and down. But I have my sweet love joining me as my muse, as my guest, because today is my birthday, and I have this tradition on the show to do a birthday reflection. I've done. 23 lessons that I would tell my 23-year-old self. I've done a full-blown download of all of my years, birthdays, reflection. And as I was preparing for this episode, I thought it would be fun to share my birthday reflection from the lens of a new mama. And the reason being is I have learned more about myself and what it means to be a human in the past six months than I have in my 34 years on this earth. And I will say that this transition into motherhood has been the ultimate test of self-development, personal development, self-awareness, and growth. And it's also just been the most transformative and miraculous and fun and challenging experience. Like, There is nothing that you can do to prepare yourself for this type of growth and transformation. You can read all the books and do all the preparing that you want, but it doesn't even come close to being in the experience. And I will say the experience of becoming a mom and being Ellie's mom has been the most amazing experience of my life. That doesn't mean that it hasn't come with challenges, but I would say that those challenges seem super small in comparison to how incredible the joy that I have felt, the love, the excitement, the awe, the wonder. Um, It's just next level. Whenever I am chatting with someone that's like pregnant or expecting – I'm just so excited for them because there's just no feeling like this in the world. It just doesn't exist. And until you go down this path um, and you just can't explain it to anyone. Now, I'm not saying that 
you can't experience this feeling. You only can experience it becoming a parent. You can experience this feeling when you create anything. You know, we are creators at our core. That is what we're designed to do. Human beings are designed to grow and evolve and create. So even if you're listening to this episode and you are not planning on having children or you don't want to, or there are circumstances that are standing in your way of making that a reality for you, just know that you are a creator. You create. You have the ability to create, and it is your God-given gift to create. So if this isn't resonating with you and the circumstance of being a new parent or a new mom, I want you to think about what that means as a creator. Like what is it that you want to create in the world? Because this episode, I'm going to teach all of the lessons that I have learned from my sweet baby girl. She's only six months, but man, this little human is full of all the wisdom. And it's pretty amazing that you can learn so much from a human that doesn't speak. I mean, that is incredible. And, you know, it's, I think about my dog, Benji, I've learned so much from him too. And it's just amazing. The creatures that don't have the language, how we learn from each other through nonverbal communication and energy. Everything is energy. And it's been more so now I see it in having a baby. So, This episode, this birthday reflection is going to share all the lessons that I have learned from my baby girl because, wow, they say that children are the best teachers and they truly are. And we're just getting started. You know, up until this point, I wouldn't even say that we've done any parenting. I say that in quotes. We've just kept the human alive, which in and of itself is incredible because you get home from the hospital and you're like, who left who let me leave the hospital with this human like what do i do now and it's terrifying but you just figure it out and i think that's been one of the biggest lessons that i've learned is no one knows what they're doing we just do the best that we can with what we have and we just figure it out one step at a time so let's dive into this episode because i I have so much to share through the eyes of Ellie Joy. And if you follow me on Instagram, I like to share my lessons that I'm learning from her about life um, through our interactions. And it's just, it's so fun. Like I just enjoy watching this human take on the world and remind us that we were all a little baby ones exploring the world for the first time. And it's our birthright to be that way. It's our birthright to be curious, to not know the answers, to have no judgment, to just be. We forget that. And being around a little human has just reminded me of where we all come from. And, you know, I think that the personal development work that I do and like growth being such an important value of mine, it's not about finding something outside of us. I think this work is really dedicated to coming home to who we truly are at our essence on a soul spirit level. And babies are that direct connection, that direct reminder, that reflection of that. So as I go through this episode, I'm going to teach you the lessons that I've learned through my baby girl and how it applies to everything else in our life because there is just so much that we can learn from these tiny humans that can't speak yet. Uh, They have so much wisdom to impart on us. The key is paying attention. It'd be so easy to write off everything that she's doing is what like not, not much. 
very and be distracted by my own shit and be all up in my head about my business and myself and my relationships and all that. But slowing down and just paying attention and observing has been the coolest thing because I see how she's downloading the world and how this applies to my life. You know, one of the biggest things that I have learned through taking care of Ellie Joy is if I'm not taking care of myself, it's reflected in her behavior. Like the days that I'm frazzled and I'm trying to do all the things for everyone and I'm not taking care of myself and I'm frustrated and I'm tired or I feel disappointed. Those are the days when she's the fussiest. Why? Because my energy is not in check. I'm giving my energy away. And if I don't have any energy for myself, how am I supposed to pour into my daughter? It just doesn't work. And it's the same thing for my husband and my relationships and my business. Without me, all of these other areas that are important are not going to work or they're not going to work efficiently and it's not sustainable. So that was the first lesson that I've learned is like that energy exchange between me and Ellie Joy. I have to make sure that I am taking care of myself before anything else. And I have this conversation with her. Like she'll wake up and she's super chill. So I know when there's an energy exchange that's off and I always have to check in with myself. But I'll wake up and if I haven't eaten anything for the day, I let her know, hey, baby girl, I got to feed myself because I need nutrients to feed you. And she looks at me and I truly believe she understands. She may not understand the words that I'm saying, but she understands that energy, that love. And I'm showing her, I'm not just telling her how to take care of herself. I'm showing her by example of what it means to take care of myself. And that's been really something that's just kind of happened intuitively since she was born. And it allows for her to see me demonstrate to show what it means to take care of myself and how my me taking care of myself, she can feel that energy within her. And she's such a happy baby because then I can pour into her and take care of her in that way. I can pour into Brian and take care of him in that way. And she feeds off that energy. Like it's so fun when Brian and I kiss and we look down at her, she's smiling because she can feel that love. And she knows that that is the love that created her. And it's just so beautiful. And it's so fascinating because same thing within my business, like if I am distracted about my business, she lets me know. And I made a pact with myself that I'm going to do my very best to focus on my business, my work, when I have the dedicated hours to do that. And then I'm with her, focus on her. And sometimes there's crossover and I always explain it to her. I don't know if she's comprehending what I'm saying, but she feels the energy. She feels the intention behind what I'm telling her. And this has just been so helpful through this whole transition because I don't approach my days. I don't approach the things that I do with any guilt. You know, in the beginning, I had to battle with some mom guilt. I mean, who doesn't, right? Like mom guilt is a very prevalent insidious thing that we experience. But once I understood what mom guilt actually was, I stopped feeling guilty. I understood it. I had this conversation with my primitive brain to let it know that I see it and I understand it. 
So in the beginning, when I was getting back into work and um, we didn't actually have any help yet, so I was working in between Ellie's naps, I would have this like terror and fear and I would have all these emotions. I'm like, wait a second. I love what I do. I'm so passionate about my business. Why am I feeling this way? And I could have just taken it for that. Maybe I'm not supposed to be doing this. Maybe I'm supposed to be full-time mom. But I just sat with it and I got curious and I wanted to understand what was going on. And what I came to understand was my primitive brain, right? The part of my brain that's for survival and protection. It now has deemed taking care of Ellie, my, my kin, my cub, the most important thing right? So anything that is a perceived threat that takes you away from your baby, your brain, your primitive brain is going to send all of the signals that this is dangerous not to do this. This is a bad thing to be away from your baby. Even something that I love, like my business, is a perceived threat. Why? Because it's taking me away from being there with my baby girl. Now we live in a modern society. Things are different now than the primitive cage, the caveman days, but our brain still is on that primitive level. So when our amygdala is sending all those, that, those signals and information and just flooding my brain with all of these thoughts, it is completely up to me to acknowledge, but not attach and understand why it's happening. And just having this gentle, loving conversation with myself of like, Hey, this is totally okay. Like, What you're doing is important. You want to do this and this is why you get to spend time with baby girl uninterrupted after you're done with this. And I just had this loving conversation. And ever since I had this epiphany about what mom guilt actually is, that it's like just primitively like what our brain offers us, these thoughts about being away from our baby, and then that triggers the emotion of guilt, I I haven't experienced it since. And even like taking a vacation away from Ellie, which was a huge milestone for for me. I thought I was going to be a mess. I thought I was going to feel terrible. I didn't feel any of those things because I had worked with my primitive brain. I like got on the same page with it. I let it know that it was seen and understood so that I could enjoy myself and be present and have fun the way that I wanted to. And then when it was time to go home, oh my gosh, it was incredible. And so I could see like I can have both. I can have both. I don't have to to um, torture myself with guilt. It's like unnecessary suffering. But when we ignore it, when we ignore the thoughts that come up that make us feel guilty, that's what causes the the suffering. When we ignore it, because it's just going to keep knocking until we acknowledge it. So it was completely in my control to acknowledge the thoughts, acknowledge the feeling, understand it, even the feeling anxious. Of course, I'm going to feel anxious being away from my baby. My brain is designed to protect this human that was inside of me. Of course. And it really just helps soften. And it helps me show up the way that I want to show up in my business, in my life, in my relationships. Now, this isn't a perfect practice. This takes time. And honestly, some days are better than others. Some experiences are better than others. And each time that I practice it, I get stronger in it and it gets, it feels less intense. So this was like one of the biggest things that I've learned and it allows me to do the things that I want to do and show up for myself because if I don't show up for myself, I can only half-heartedly show up for my baby girl. And I can only half-heartedly show up for my husband and my clients and my business. It's inauthentic to pour into everyone else and not myself. So that has been a huge turning point. And I can see how easy it is to put ourselves on the back burner. You have to keep it top of mind. You have to make it number one priority and seeing yourself at the 
at the top and how it trickles into every other area of your life. So this is what I've learned the most. This has probably been one of the most important realizations and reflections that I've experienced, right? I can talk about it all day and especially before baby, I could really talk about it. It was so much easier to make yourself a priority when you don't have a baby or even a business or a partner. Like, oh my gosh, I definitely missed the days where I was super selfish and I loved it. But now it's about finding harmony with all these different areas, but always making that time for myself. Like this is just a non-negotiable because the days that I don't make myself a priority, it trickles in a negative way into all areas of my life. So that's been one of my like biggest like reflections, ahas from the past six months. Um, but the other things that I've learned, and now I like kind of want to switch gears because it's kind of like this funny parallel with where I'm at in my life and my business. And I'm currently pivoting what I offer and what I love to do. And I'm in that like messy beginning stage of like figuring things out. And it's going like perfectly parallel with my baby girl's like growth and development. So these are the things that I have learned from her that are trickling into all these other areas of my life. Like just again, so, so wise, so wise, these little babies, so wise. Um, so I, the, the first thing that comes up is like being enough. I thought that after I've been doing uh, like you are enough work for a long time, like I started my business off the foundation of self-love and that enoughness. And it's so funny, like becoming a mom, it's like, I feel like all that work is just out the window, but no, it's just because I'm at a new level of my life. So I'm going to have these similar thoughts about this new level, this new circumstance. And it's important for me to do this work again in this new level. And I had some like breakdown moments of things that like fell through the cracks or things that I didn't think about. Like my brain was just like overloaded with like so much stimulation and so much information. And I like said one day to Brian after this like very silly, not a real world problem thing happened, but my brain made it. I had so much shame around messing something up at our house that I just like turned into this whole spiral and I'm sitting there just like crying and he's like, this is not a real problem. It's okay. And it wasn't about what happened. It was how my thoughts were just so negative and mean. Um, and I just said, I'm like, I'm just not doing anything well. Like I'm doing these things, like I'm just not doing anything well, anything well in my business for Ellie, for you. And he was like, whoa, <laughs> thank goodness <laughs> for that mirror reflecting back. And he goes, you know who would disagree with that? And then I was like, who? And he pointed to our sweet baby girl who was just looking at me with the most loving eyes. And he was like, to her, you are more than enough and you'll always be enough. And it just was that little reminder of like, of course, we're going to have ups and downs, but just by being here, just by being alive and on this earth and doing what I'm doing and pouring my heart into all these different areas, like that is enough because worthiness and deservingness and enoughness is a choice. We get to decide. And so from that point on, I decided that I am enough and I'm doing my best every single day. And every day's going to be a little different and there's going to be these ups and these downs that happen. But I just remind myself that like I am strong enough and I am brave enough and I am capable enough to be a parent to Ellie's needs. And I 
stop trying to prove my worth as a partner, as a mother, as like a business owner. And that was like, felt like a whole weight was lifted off my shoulders. And I'm not saying that that thought hasn't come back in, but I just don't even entertain it because I know that it's not the truth. So that was one of the, that was a huge lesson. The other lesson that I've learned just through Ellie's eyes is just mindfulness and being present. Babies don't understand time yet. Ugh. And I like, sometimes I just want to think like a baby, right? Like think like a baby. This is what makes babies so radiant, right? And this is why we're so drawn to them because to them, nothing exists outside the present moment. And same for us if we choose to view life that way. You know, being in the fully pre- the full present moment is all that they know. And, and what's really crazy, I had this epiphany, is they can sense, Ellie can sense when I'm distracted, right? Like we can fool other people when we're not paying attention, but babies, you can't get it past them. She can tell when my mind's elsewhere and she lets me know. Again, that energy, she knows when I'm not being present, when I'm thinking of other things. See, Ellie's mind is not cluttered with thoughts about the past. She's not worried about the future. So she's very in tuned when others and en- on other energies are off, when there is worry, when there is distraction. So she notices when I'm not in the present moment. She notices it when Brian's not in the present moment, and she lets us know. And sometimes it's in the form of crying. Sometimes it's in the form of of just little like, eh. Like she just talks back at you. And Brian and I have been so aware and we'll call each other out. And Brian's really good about this. But like if we, if we have a question or we need to check something on our phone, we make sure that we're not doing it in front of her. Because she sees it. She wants it. If you see she sees your attention is on this device – whoa, she wants it because she's like, well, what is this thing that's taking my attention away from me, (laughs) right? Um, Some days are better than others and I have been super aware of it when I'm doing it, but it's also so helpful to be on the same page as Brian because he'll call me out on it and I'll do the same with him. Like we just have no phones at the dinner table. And it's tricky because we want to take pictures, but like we call out what we're doing. We let her know we're taking a picture. Like it might seem so silly, but like we want to include her in the conversation and the thing that we're we're doing. Okay. So that's one of the biggest lessons. I feel like I keep saying that, <laughs> one of the biggest, but they're all huge lessons. Um, but the being completely present is just such a beautiful thing to learn from our babies. And I think that that just helps us become more present with each other. I mean, our world is so distracted and I'm speaking myself. I get so distracted by things all the time and more so now. Um, and Ellie is, I feel like my higher self being like, just be present. Everything you need's right here in front of you. And that is just the beautiful check-in. So when I'm with her, I just focus on her. And then when I'm working, I focus on work and it just feels so much lighter. Um, and it just feels so much better when I view it from that lens. Okay. So another amazing lesson that I've learned from 
Ellie Joy, is giving yourself permission to suck at first, right? Give yourself permission to do it badly at first. You know, I think of the book, The Compound Effect, and this book, the concept, the main idea is that incremental improvement over time adds up to huge results. So I think about all of the new skills and milestones that she's been hitting. And she, I think the biggest one, you know, she's in this process of um, learning how to crawl, but she's not quite there yet. But the rolling over was really cool because for a long time, she was just rolling on her side. She's just rolling on her side, rolling on her side, rolling on her side. Um, And, you know, we were doing tummy time and practicing, but it was really at night that she would like, make all these moves, of course, because what, why, why would I want to sleep during the night? Why would I want to do that? I just want to stare at the monitor and make sure that her head's not face down. Um, so she started rolling over in her sleep, but like would get stuck on her arm. And I would say like after the hundredth time, it was just so cool how each time was just a little bit better. She figured out how to move her arm around. She figured out how to move her head to the side. Um, and the first night that she, that she slept on her stomach, she woke up terrified. She was like, like just totally, um, freaked herself out. And then the next night it was a little bit, she freaked herself out, but it was a little bit better. And then the next night, it was just totally fine. And now she's rolling over from front to back. She's like a roly poly bug, rolling side to side, getting ready to crawl. And this is the compound effect. This is how it how it works. This is how it starts, is just incremental changes. And right now in my business and just where I'm at is like, I'm trying to get to the finish line. I'm like, I I already know how to do this. Like, let's just fast forward to the good part. And I have to remind myself that it's not the destination, which is like what this whole podcast is about, right? It's like, it truly is the journey. It's about trusting the process. It's about making incremental changes over time that's going to lead to those big results. And I see it happening with my baby girl every single day. And it is truly remarkable. It's truly remarkable. And What's so great about this, and I'm so excited to watch her learn how to crawl and then walk, is the work that she puts into it. You know, when a baby develops a new skill, they're so stoked about this new skill that they just keep testing it. That's why you like put them on their back. I put her on her back and she just rolled over. And I put her on her back again and she would just roll over because she's so excited to try it. She's excited to put in the work. And it's, it's instinctive. It's instinctive because she knows she has to continue to try or she's not going to do what she needs to do to learn how to roll, which will ultimately lead to crawling and then walking. So this process, just she gets better at it every single day. And what's so great is I think the the persistence, right, and not needing a positive outcome right away. Like she just keeps doing it. She's not looking for some sort of reward. She's just doing it. It's just in tre- it's just happening. And I think a part of it is like not being afraid of what it looks like. She doesn't care how silly it looks like when she's rolling from side to side or trying to crawl and scooting backwards. She's literally doing it imperfectly. And if you zoom out, it's like, why can't we do that? We did it as babies, right? We're so worried. We're so afraid of what other people are going to think. We're so afraid of what it looks like. We just need to put it out there. Whatever it is that we're working on, whatever the gift is that we have within us that needs to come out into the world, it's not about it being perfect. It's not about it being 
polished or refined. It's about getting it out there, doing it imperfectly. And this is something I work on with my clients all the time is messy and perfect action. B minus work, getting it out there, getting into the practice of creating something in your mind and putting it into the world. That's what this is about. And watching babies do it in just like their their everyday life is so inspiring because again, it's how we all were created. We're all the same way. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you went through a very similar process in any area of your development in your life. So what's so crazy about this is it doesn't matter how long it takes. It just matters that you make tiny improvements over time. You know, if you're working on a project, you're working on something and you're not getting it right after one or two tries, you're not giving it enough. Like what if, what if Ellie just gave up rolling after the first try and was like, you know what, I'm not doing this right. So I'm just going to lay here like a potato for the rest of my life. That's what we do in our life. That's what we do as adults all the time. What babies do is they figure out what works and they figure out what don't work. And then they try it again. So all of these little micro steps and micro actions that they take that they've learned throughout the course of their life, which has you know, only been, what, 30 weeks, eventually lead to an excess, successful attempt at, at rolling, walking, crawling, walking, eating, all of the things. So... This is really important in life and business. When we are attempting something new, we have to allow ourselves to do it badly at first and make adjustments as you go. So in order to master anything, a part of the process is stumbling around, right? This is the most awkward phase in any part of our life, any part of our growth journey, any part of our business. And it's so fun because I am pivoting in my business and I'm right there. I'm embracing this messy beginning. I'm stumbling around, figuring things out, figuring out what's working, figuring out what's not. And I'm giving myself permission to fail. And I put fail in quotes. You can't see me. But failure is a celebration. And I am just so excited that as Ellie gets older, we're going to sit around the dinner table and not just talk about our successes, which of course we will celebrate, but we are going to celebrate our failures. We have to change our relationship with failure. And I am so excited to teach that to her, not by telling her, but through example, because I learned that from her. I learned the importance of failing and trying. So we have to remember that like failing is just a lesson. It's a learning. It's figuring out what's working and what's not working, but it's not an excuse to quit. That's very important. So I want you to think about you in your life. Like what are you not doing because you're afraid to fail? What is holding you back? Can you embrace the, the, messy beginning? Can you embrace being a infant learning how to roll, crawl, walk, eat, talk, all the things? When you're attempting something new, give yourself permission to do it badly at first. Give yourself permission to suck. That is how you're going to get good at it. You don't have to make huge leaps and bounds. You just need to improve a little bit each day. And then when you look back after a few months or even a year, you're going to blow your own mind with how far you've come. My favorite habit dude, James Clear, you hear me talk about him all the time on the podcast. He says, if you just get 1% better each day for one year, you'll end up 37 times better by the time you're done. 37 times better than you're done. Just a little bit better each day. Gosh, babies teach us that. We just forget. 
So that's another huge lesson I've learned from Ellie Joy. Um, the other lesson, and I love this because I'm incorporating this into my life way more and my business and what I'm working on with my clients is play, is joy, taking play serious, right? Play is the work of a child, but play again is our birthright. It's what we're born into this world wanting to do. You know, the way that we learn about ourselves and the world around us is by playing. It's by exploring. You know, if you think about the people that we admire, the people that are change makers, thought leaders that have like changed the world with their ideas, it's the ones that took play very serious, right? Um, Steve Jobs, he was playing when he built computers, right? He's figuring it out. What else? Um, Will Smith. He's playing when he acts. Who else? Um, you know, Albert Einstein. He was playing when he figured out the laws of nature because that's what we have to do. We have to, we have to use our imagination. We have to play. We have to explore, right? So I think one of the things that we learn from babies is how important play is in our life. So if you're viewing your job, or your career as just so intense or so mundane or so whatever, fill in the blank with how you view your career, it's unlikely that you are going to excel, right? It's unlikely that you are going to make it to the next level because you're stuck in this cycle of negative thinking about your work. But if you have intentional play, if you bring intentional play into your life and joy, you'll be amazed at how far you'll go. Now, I don't want you to get confused with mindless activities like watching, binge watching Netflix or scrolling on your phone. Um, and while that definitely has a place, that might not be the type of play that's going to help you grow in your life, in your business, in your career. So what makes play productive is focused effort and attention. So babies are captivated by everything and anything around them, right? Like I've been putting Ellie in a laundry basket and the little holes she's obsessed with, right? Like it's just, it's so simple, but she's just captivated by it because it's something new. It's something for her to explore. But as adults, we have to work a little bit harder. We have to be honest with ourselves about what truly lights our heart on fire, like what the things that we want to pursue and the things that we want to pay attention to. We have to be honest with ourselves about what that is. I was having a conversation with a friend the other day and I asked her, I'm like, well, what, like, what do you enjoy doing? And she couldn't answer it. She was so wrapped up in her job and her her son that she didn't even know. And it's because we don't give ourselves the time to explore it and to be honest with ourselves about what, where do we want our attention to go? I think being able to work and play is so much fun. So if you can find play, find enjoyment in the work that you're doing, it's going to help you grow leaps and bounds. You know, babies, they play any chance they get. Everything's a game. Give them a clicker, give them some Tupperware. They're having the time of their life. They play with things that we as adults don't view as toys. 
But every situation to a baby is an opportunity to explore. And I think that that's a beautiful reminder of how we can approach our life, how we can approach our careers, our business is how do we have fun doing this? How can we bring play into the equation? How can we create some more lightheartedness in our jobs and our life? Because again, that's the key. That's what we're missing and helping us find that fulfillment and growth in our life. Okay. So the other lesson, and it kind of ties into sucking at things at first, but it also, it goes a little bit deeper into the beginner's mindset um, and just embracing messy beginnings. I just love watching the world through Ellie's eyes. You know, she's constantly learning how the world works and then she's testing. She's constantly testing things. She's a learning machine. It's all she knows. It's how she sees the world. And this is a superpower because it allows her to soak up the information around her about her environment at a mind-blowing pace. And it's because she has a beginner mindset. She doesn't know any different. She can learn so well because she doesn't have a mind that's clouded by judgment. You know, a lot of times as adults, we don't like to drop our guard because we're afraid of being judged. But when we're around a baby, even like the most like buttoned up human that I know <sighs> lets their guard down, isn't afraid of being judged because babies don't know judgment. They don't know like if something's ridiculous or not, right? And that's why we like being goofy. That's why we like to be around babies because we can let our guards down and lighten up when we're around a baby. It's just an incredible superpower that babies have. You know, obviously like judgment is a part of being a human and it's not always a bad thing, especially in terms of, you know, having good judgment about life in the adult world. Um, but it also makes our minds really closed. And when we have such a closed mind and we have a fixed mindset, we can't take on new information that has the potential to change us. A beginner's mindset is just seeing the world with fresh eyes. A growth mindset is thinking that things can change. And if you look at life through the eyes of a child, how would you perceive the world if you didn't have the words to describe it, if you didn't have the emotional experience of the past, if you wanted to actually learn instead of be right or have to know all of the answers. Now, if you looked at the world, if you looked at your life, if you looked at your business, your career in this way, you will increase the probability of learning something new. Even if it's something that you think you already know, if you embrace that beginner's mindset like a baby does, you, I can guarantee you're going to learn something new about yourself and the world. It's pretty amazing. Okay, so the last two things that I've learned from Sweet Baby Girl is first, focusing on the foundation, right? focusing on the fundamentals, keeping things simple. You know, as adults, we like to overcomplicate things. And I found that when I simplify, everything is so much better. And, you know, it's hard because it gets, being an adult, adulting, 
can be a challenge and it does get complicated, but we don't have to overcomplicate it. We can really focus on simplifying by focusing on one thing at a time. Fundamentals, right? So I think that when, you know, we are approaching things in our life and it's not working, it's just because we feel like it's too complicated. So when we're working with, you know, a baby, right? When we're looking at the world through a baby's eyes, it's taking the knowledge that we have and compressing it in a way to simplify life. And there's no reason why we can't view the world through that lens in for ourselves, not just for a baby. So like some of the things that have been really helpful, like saying to Ellie girl is, um, you know, if she falls down, you know, I tell her, oh, you fell down and it's okay, right? Sometimes we fall down and then we get back up. And same when she's crying, instead of telling her, don't cry, no crying, I say, it's okay if you're not happy right now. I got you, right? I tell her, oh, if she's frustrated or she's fussy, it's okay that you're frustrated. I understand why you're frustrated. I feel this way too if I'm tired. And it just helps simplify. And it keeps things at this foundational level that we build upon. So it's taking this complex world that we live on, live in, and making it so simple for the baby to understand, but also for ourselves. We don't have to overcomplicate things. So this applies to so many areas of our life, but especially in your business or career, right? Like we get so excited by all of the things and shiny object syndrome is a real thing where we like want to try all these new concepts or strategies. But if we just stick with the basics at first and build upon that and only do the fundamentals until it becomes just a part of who you are and your being, then you can build upon that foundation. But a lot of times we just try to jump right into things and overcomplicate it and then it gets overwhelming and frustrating and then we just stop and we can't move from a place of frustration. So focusing on fundamentals in our life, like the foundational things like habits, how are we showing up for ourselves? What are we doing every single day that feels good to our mind, body, and soul? Like that, if we just focus on that, it can be amazing how simple our life would be. We don't have to overcomplicate it all the time. The last thing, and I think we all can really learn from a baby, is not being afraid to speak up, right? Use your voice, no matter what, even if it's a goo or a caw or a rah, which I call baby pterodactyl, is asking for what you need, right? I mean, babies, they are in a time in their life where they don't have the words to express what they need, right? Like they don't have the communication skills. So they have very little tools to express these needs, which can include crying, screaming, yelling, whimpering, cooing, whatever that is. So babies have to communicate in this way. That's all that they're doing. Like when they're crying, they're just trying to tell us something. 
So when babies are asking for what they need, it's up to us to pay attention to whatever it is, right? We might not know right away and we don't have to know right away, but we just have to pay attention. And when we pay attention, we start to notice patterns over time. An Ellie girl, bless her, is so good at telling me what she needs. And I, one of my favorite things is anticipating her needs before she lets me know. I love nothing more than to know, notice her pattern, pay attention to her pattern, and be able to meet that need before it gets to the point of crying or frustration. So one of the things that I love about watching with Ellie is she'll give us warning signs, but if we're not paying attention, it can go from zero to a hundred real quick. And we call it a code red when it's like, (laughs) it's like happens. It feels like you like snap and it happens. But what I love about it is like, she's not shy about saying what she needs. She doesn't have vocabulary to tell me. So she has to use the information, like what she has. And I notice this pattern. And instead of like getting triggered by it or reacting to it, I love being able to just like take a deep breath and respond accordingly. So it's really cool because I feel like this translates into just being a new mom, um, learning, taking notes from our babies. Like they ask for what they need. We should be able to ask for what we need. And I remember having this conversation with Brian. Like I just wanted him to just know what I needed. And he told me, he's like, I want to help you, but you just have to let me know. I can't read your mind. And like, as I say it, it seems so silly and simple because it truly is as silly and simple as that. Um, You know, I have the vocabulary and I have the communication skills to say, hey, I really would love to go work out in the morning. Um, Can we like figure out a schedule that works for both of us so you can go for a run and I can go work out? And every single time that I ask for what I need, he always meets me there. And now he knows to anticipate my needs because I've expressed my needs multiple times. Um, You know, he's not responsible for how I feel. I'm the only person responsible for my emotional well-being. But it's so nice to be able to voice what I need when I need it because – That way, we're all working in harmony together. And I learned that from baby girl. She's not afraid to ask for what she needs, and neither am I. And so now I'm in this beautiful place in my business. Instead of trying to figure it all out by myself, like I'm putting key players in place so I can get the help that I need to follow this vision, to follow this goal, to follow my mission. And it just, it's so, it's like so simple, yet it's so hard to do. And the more it's a muscle, the more that they ask for help and ask for what we need, the better that it becomes. And it doesn't have to get to a place where you're crying or yelling. It's just a very simple request. And it just makes it so much better in all areas of life. So there, that's my birthday reflection. (laughs) My birthday reflection are the lessons that I've learned in the six months of becoming a mama. And I just have such a big smile on my face because past Brittany just would have never imagined current Brittany doing this or talking about this. Um, I didn't know that I was going to become a mom. I had no vision for that. Um, 
like when I was younger, I just, I didn't, it wasn't in my plan. You know, some, some people just knew they were meant to be moms. I didn't know if I was meant to be a mom. And now that I am one, I've never been more certain about anything in my life. And I literally thank Ellie every single day for choosing us to be her parents. Like she had a choice, I believe that she had a choice, that little baby, that little spirit baby up there. Um, I believe that it was the same baby that I had that before I had my miscarriage in um, 2020. I believe it's the same soul that chose us. Um, she just needed to give us a little more time. And I feel like I had this relationship with her as my teacher um, before she was born. And now that she's in the world, she's continuing to be my teacher and we're just getting started. I know that once she starts talking and walking and doing all of the things, um, oh my gosh, I'm going to learn so much, so much about the things that trigger me. And like, I'm ready for it. I'm like, it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be ugly, but it's going to be also such a beautiful, harmonious relationship with myself and with her and um, everything else in our life. So Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode. I would love to hear from you um, what your biggest takeaway was and if any of this resonated with you because there's just so much to learn from these tiny little humans. Like, it's incredible. And I find this is why people are so drawn to babies. Like, even when I was pregnant, people were very drawn to pregnant um I've noticed this pregnant women and I'm drawn to it because like you just like want that joy because there's just so much joy connected to it. Um, But then babies too. Everyone's obsessed with babies and it's because they're just this is the reason why because they're just these little these little prophets that come into the world and then that we become adults and we forget our like superpowers that we come into the world with as babies and it's our job to find it. And I think that's why I'm here. I'm here to help people remember their superpower and I just love it so much. Um, So that's all I have for you, my friend. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I enjoy doing these reflections and I love being able to teach through my experience. Um, If you have any questions about what I talked about or you're curious about what I'm working on, I will be announcing it soon. But I um, love working with coaches and service providers and creatives and anyone in their business or career. And I've been working on this secret project that is designed to help people grow um, and sustain a business. Because in my early days of my business, I did a lot of, (laughs) made a lot of mistakes. And I also um, failed a lot of times and I'm still failing. I'm failing my way there. And it's actually really fun. And I want to teach other people how to do that. I want to teach other people how to overcome imposter syndrome and show up authentically as themselves and share their gift with the world and attract the dream clients and attract the the monies and the lifestyle that they desire because it's there for them. They desire, it's there. They just have to take the steps to go after it. So anyway, that's what I'm up to. So if you're interested, check out the show notes for more information. And if you want to hop on a call, I would love to chat with you. If you have an idea or something that you've been working on, um, that's what I'm here to do. I'm, help, I'm here to help you bring those ideas into the world because the world needs it. Whatever that brilliant idea that you've been gifted with. Um, All right, my friend, that's all I have for you. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Thanks for celebrating my birthday with me. And remember to love yourself, own your happiness, and let your light shine because you are so worthy of it, my friend. Until next time.